This episode of Ask WYE is brought to you by Audible. By now, you're aware of how much Justin and I enjoy reading. Due to our busy schedules, however, it can be difficult to fit in time to read. Well, Audible to the rescue. If you go to wyeradio.com slash audible, you'll get yourself a free 30-day trial membership and one free audiobook. You can't miss, and it won't cost you a dime. That's wyeradio.com slash audible. And now, on with Ask WYE. In this episode of Ask WYE, Art asks how law enforcement documentation is verified for quality. The podcast that responds to all emergencies on and off the job. Here are your hosts, Motor Cop and the Happy Medic. So this message is more for MC. I know what goes into QA from an EMS side, but what goes into the QA process of a police officer's report? Are most departments looking to make sure that all the boxes are checked? Are they looking for actual content? Or are they reading the report to make sure it's grammatically correct? Hopefully it's all three, but... I've never been through the QA process on the police side. I'm curious what goes into that. This is Art, a longtime Patreon supporter and a fan of the show. You guys keep up the great work. Well, Art, thanks for the question. We appreciate it. I'm, I'm really glad that Justin is here in studio. Standing um, by. Because I assume, I mean, although Art said this is primarily for me, and, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Lord knows I love a good ego stroke. Well, sure. But uh, <clears throat> QA, I don't know that we are addicted to quails in law enforcement. I assume that's what QA is, quail addiction? Is that's that... exactly what it is. Oh, yeah. wow. Is that, is that That's a big thing in, no. in fire and EMS circles? Quality assurance or CQI continuing quality improvement. Oh, man. So I think you guys arts, in your letters, you love these things. I think what Art's trying to get at is you file a police report. Uh-huh. Is there someone whose job it is to look through and make sure that your report has a chronological flow, that it's filled out correctly, or oh. is it just somebody looking for, yes, a report was yeah, filed? Here's, here's the other thing I'm going to take up with our, our good buddy Art. <clears throat> he talked about content and how dare you bring up content on this podcast? Yeah. I mean, come on. Might man. as well mention preparation. Yeah. Jeez. What is wrong? Long time listener. Uh-huh. Whatever, dude. Thanks, Art. <laughs> <laughs> but MC, that's a good question. On the EMS side, we have uh, state oh, I've mandated seen your reports. They're stupid short. Well, they are stupid short because yeah, we only I cover wish. what we did. Yeah. But your your report is super long. Is it there is. somebody saying uh, you got to do another hundred words, or where where is the quality control it's, process it's, to this make sure? Kicks me back to uh, the interview we did with uh, Doug Wiley, former police editor of PoliceOne.com. Yeah. And because uh, he was my editor when I was writing, it, it, that's always the goal for editor. We we need uh, uh, seven hundred fifty to a thousand words. Mm-hmm. God help you if you hit eleven hundred, or you don't hit that. You hit give me seven forty nine, not enough. Yeah. That's not the way it works in law enforcement. Basically, and also as as an FTO. I am reading, for apparently quality assurance, the reports that my trainees write, right? So when I have a report come come across my desk that a trainee has written, I am looking for all of the things Art talked about. It's not just, okay, did you dot your I's and cross your T's? Mm-hmm. Grammar's important. Punctuation's important. Uh, but the content is of utmost importance. But is there anyone doing that for you? Absolutely. The supervisor. 
Okay. And That's who, a supervisor's job. So so is there is there a standard process that they follow, standard things that they have to look for? Do you have any mandatory reporting to the state, the county, the town? I'm sure, well, it, yes. Depending upon the type of crime, it'll get sent to different places. Okay. Right? So if uh, an investigator, if it's a felony, it gets forwarded to investigations. If it's a traffic thing, it'll get forwarded to the state. There, there's all kinds of boxes at the bottom that, to be perfectly honest, I don't have to worry about because I am not a supervisor. Mm-hmm. So yet, I, yet I, I write my report, I kick it off to my sergeant. He looks it over, make sure I didn't, you know, forget to spell my name right or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he sends it where it needs to go. So and if it's not good, if I missed stuff, then he just yeah. kicks it back and sends me a quick text. Hey, you suck at report writing, <laughs> fix it. So real quick, uh, not speaking directly to your supervisor, but just supervisors you've had in law enforcement in the past in general. Yeah. Do you think they're really looking through these reports with a fine-tooth comb with your uh, uh, success with that (laughs) report in mind, or are they just looking at doing the bare minimum to get it off their desk? It depends on the supervisor. Same thing in EMS? Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm I'm saying that uh, having worked in a number of different locations and having talked to countless cops i mean it's kind of like in our our previous episode with Arye from israel Mm -hmm. and how we're the same the world over right we all make the same terrible jokes the the gallows humor we all get it but what you're a cop here you're a cop there you we've had the same experience so i had experience uh on the ems side before i went to the qi office where uh i would get a chart kicked back that it says uh you didn't get the patient's address qi quail induction yes okay um but if you read the narrative of the report, it talks about how the person is a homeless transient, has no identifiable home address, all these things. But I still got dinged for not putting an address in the little box. Well, that's dumb. That is dumb. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a pencil pusher. So when I got to QI, I would read through the chart and say, oh, okay, it says in the narrative those things that are missing from the little checkboxes. However, the state requires those check boxes and that there be data in those fields. Uh-huh. And it drives me nuts. So I would just kick it back to them with a, hey... You know, the first one's free, just so you know, I fixed it. In the future, please do this. Hey, no problem. What do you want it to say? Uh, just put no identifiable Not applicable. <laughs> yeah. Here, what? Yeah. You Is know? there not a box that says uh, none of this stuff fits? Well, it took over a year for me to figure out that the state was okay with patient refused to state. Okay. Yeah, that, and that works. Great. <clears throat> yeah. So they started putting that in. What's your address? Patient refused to state. Patient refused to state. Patient refused to state. Does stuff like that uh, happen on the PD side, and oh, do you course. think do you think that's complacency? Could it get him in trouble? Because these are going to court way more than mine are going to court. It, I would say it would depend on a case by case basis. Um, there's got to be stuff in the boxes, right? We, mm-hmm. we actually get this from people that will file complaints or reports with us, and we'll say, "Well, uh, what's your uh, driver's license number? Well, why? Hey, listen, you called me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you asked me to document this thing, and I got to fill some boxes in. So if you don't want to give me your stuff, I'm not going to take your report. <laughs> e- either get on board or hop off, but it, there, mm-hmm. there's no in-between. Oftentimes, though, when you're, like, you're filling out booking information, and it's a transient, but NA or uh, refuse to state or yeah. home, whatever. I think homeless transient is redundant, and I hate redundancies. As far as I'm concerned, if something is out of the norm in a data field, you're going to need to fill it out explain and explain it. why yeah. in the narrative. And there's actually 
So in the state of California, everybody that fills out a collision report uses the exact same form for uniform reporting purposes. It's sure. a CHP triple five form, right? Yeah. And if there is something that's going to be out of the norm, typically there's on the second page, there's checkboxes, just a ton of checkboxes. And if you check a certain box or few, there's a little asterisk. And all that means is, hey, if you want more information on why I chose this box, look mm -hmm. in the narrative. Okay. Pretty straightforward. So are you doing this electronically? Yes. This filing. Now, yes. not just typing it in. Uh, do you have drop-down fields where you can choose uh, oh, yeah. what goes in a section? Here's, here's what drives me nuts about that because – so this is so irritating. I write my collision report in one software. Mm -hmm. It, it get, gets sent to the sergeant. He signs off. Then I have to save a digital copy, open up a new software package, and kind of write uh, like – here's – I'm retyping everybody's horsepower, yeah. you know, name, addresses, blah, blah, blah. In the, in the synopsis, I just say, see attached. And then I attach the report I just wrote. Oh, that makes perfect sense. It's dumb as the day is long. Yeah. And they, I keep, they keep telling me, well, there's plans to integrate these things. I'll be retired before that happens. Mm -hmm. But like if uh, somebody's driving a, a Buick and I go to the, that page in the secondary system and they're driving a, an, a LeSabre and there's no LeSabre in the dropdown. So I have to go back to the the, uh, the synopsis and be like, this system will not allow me to choose the proper model. The proper model is this, but I can't leave it blank. Mm -hmm. I, so I am purposefully putting in the incorrect model You are knowingly falsifying the right? report yeah, th this because is of so the limitations. stupid. So we had the same thing, and, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit. I had a couple medics come to me when I was first in the QI office, and they said, we need to add something to the software. We need to add a location to the dropdown because— <laughs> Oh, Johnny, that's not my job. Because sidewalk— <laughs> Sidewalk was not a patient found at. So we have to say, where did we find the patient? Well, there's street and there's building and, you know, all these. There's Sidewalk is no man's land. Yeah. Sidewalk was not there. So I went in, you know, Johnny on the spot, added sidewalk to the, the database. And oh, you can do that. Okay. All hell broke loose because oh sidewalk is not a state reporting. Uh, the state does not recognize sidewalk. <laughs> and so I said, great, let's just map sidewalk to street. But in our reports, it will still populate as sidewalk. And it worked for the guys, and the state still got the data they needed. But do you have that that capability to change that software, or is that something that everybody oh no, that, that is that hands is so off? far removed from my pay grade? Well, I, at, I just no. mean PD. You know, can uh, the can may, the sergeant maybe? make a request to, Pro to the powers that be? I would assume so. See, the frustrating thing about our our report writing system for crime reports is it, it was created and written by people who don't write crime reports. Yeah, of course. At, which blows my mind. Mm -hmm. uh, the we use Crossroads for our collision uh, and report writing, and it is magic. Do you see me holding off on the Bone Thugs and Harmony reference? <clears throat> I appreciate that. Yeah, that's that's hard to do, mm -hmm. and good on you. Thank you. But because it's so intuitive, and and I I love it so much. Going back to the other software is so frustrating. Mm. Uh, Ecads. And you know, the question you asked me earlier, I thought you were going to say, are your sergeants uh, just kind of rubber stamping your reports? Yeah. Right. It's kind of, I was thinking of it because it used to be my a former sergeant was my former partner. And so I'd hand in a collision report and I'll be honest with you. Uh, he's probably like, yeah, you've been doing this long enough. You know what you're doing. <laughs> I, I don't know. He, he kicked it back a couple of times. There's one time yeah. I'm like, let's see if he catches this little number. Because uh -huh. the great thing about it is, when he was my supervisor, we weren't using Crossroads, so I would submit a paper copy. 
So I could put all kinds of shenanigans. And if you sign it off, be like, come on, man, read my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, give me that bag and I'll write the actual report. <laughs> I had a couple crews when I first made it down to the airport added a few things because we're still on paper on our charts down there. So they're How writing is 1974? Pretty oh, good. It's, it's great. I awesome. love it. Love it. Um, I'm really good at reading horrible handwriting. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Nightmare. Uh, but one of the first charts that came across my desk buried in the middle was, Hello, Justin. <laughs> and so I gave it back to him and I said, Do me a favor. Yes, I read them. Don't ever do this again. Sorry. And they crossed it out and initialed it, which is what we do if we're going to alter the chart. And oh, he okay. Said, I was just checking. Are you serious? You were just checking. <laughs> We've met, man. Come this on. This is literally my job. And yes, I'm going to check them. Now, so there's no official position at the PD that is responsible for the reports. It's just the, every, the line every, supervisor. Every line supervisor is, is responsible for his shift's reports. So would you... Would it be fair to say that there could be major discrepancies in report writing from oh, God, station yes. to station, Absolutely. shift to shift? And do you Absolutely. Do you think that your organization could benefit from a central clearinghouse for report writing? No, I don't. I, I think we would get bogged down uh, because the, the kinds of reports we write, there are stylistic differences. Mm -hmm. I write a report different than other people. Uh, I format a report different than other people. I think the problem would be it, the way it is now, as long as you hit the elements of the crime, you're pretty good. Mm -hmm. I there, uh, there have been supervisors that will send out emails, for example, and chock full of mistakes. I mean, it's embarrassing. And I just kind of shake my head like, oh, it, you're the cat that's going to review my you're report. The one reviewing huh? my, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm going to get those through. You're, you're, you're. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think that would be because we write so many reports, uh, It you would see this bottleneck that would cripple the organization. Do you also think that perhaps because you've been doing so many detailed, so many very in-depth reports that perhaps you can start dialing it back a little bit? Or do you, do you shoot for 110% when really 75 is all you need? You know, what I tell people in my collision investigation class and when I teach at the academy, I, I equate it to a puzzle. When you buy a jigsaw puzzle, what's on the cover of the box? Uh, usually the picture that the puzzle is. So that's what you're aiming for, right? Yeah. And so I said, okay, and I always preface this with, I have three daughters. So let's say it's a picture of a, a unicorn and some rainbows and a castle in the clouds in the background. Oh, I like it. Right? Yeah. And then, Can there be a leprechaun? Okay, but sure. Why not? Great. Uh, or some quail? Uh, no, no quails. No? no quails. We're not firing EMS. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, quandaries. We have quandaries. Okay. Yeah, anyway. This yeah. is a cute Whatever. thing I come up with. Mm -hmm. uh, quant. I can keep doing this all day. So, you've got this picture of this unicorn, and you're putting this puzzle together, and you've got this beautiful horse, but you're missing the forehead of the horse. And uh, in the background, you've... Do you have clouds? Do you not have clouds? D does it matter? We got to figure out if this is a horse or a unicorn. As soon as you plop that piece down and you've got the unicorn horn there and people looking at the picture and be like, oh, this is a picture of a unicorn. You've completed enough of the puzzle to get mm -hmm. your point across. Yep. That's what you're aiming for in any police report, insofar as I'm concerned. As long as I can figure out, okay, I see the chrono uh, chronological way you know events went. Yeah. You hit all the elements of the crime. You're good.
you may have stylistic differences. You may not use as many adjectives or, or use more, whatever. Mm -hmm. There's something to be said for brevity, but you also need to be clear, which reminds me of a story. When I first wrote one of my earliest reports in, in patrol, I had a, a supervisor come back and tell me, hey, you need to be more descriptive. Oh, okay. Oh, Lord. Yes. <laughs> he ended up with, it was a dark and stormy evening. This, this, The sky was an azure hue. And he comes back after I submit it, and he's like, yeah, I get it. He's <laughs> like, just, I'm sorry. God I'm sorry dang I it. asked you to do that. <laughs> it was awesome. Now, let me ask you this. We, we have something on the EMS side called pertinent negatives, which is where we document that certain things are not happening. So, for example, the patient does not complain of chest pain, shortness of breath, dizziness, nausea, vomiting. So I knocked those big four right off the table right away. So it's, it's kind of how we, we differentiate between big sick and little sick. Is there anything on the PD side, like a, something you put in there that I did not, or the suspect did not, that's almost in every report? Uh, not that it's necessarily in every report, but I can think the first example that comes to my mind is processing for fingerprints. At a, at a burglary, be it a car or a house, whatever. Mm -hmm. Let, let's let's make it a car, and it's okay. the middle of winter, and it's covered in rain. I'm not going to be able to process that vehicle for fingerprints. Yeah. But I need to document, hey, I did not do this, and here's because. and here's why. Okay. Yeah. Very very similar. So same kind of thing, but you don't have a canned. Uh, nope. Unable for fingerprint due to nope. weather or no, it, it, whatever. Uh, most of our stuff lands in, in a narrative format. All right. Just because it's it's simpler. Cool. At least from our perspective. Well, there you go, Art. Yeah, thanks, I, Art. I think that definitely answered your question. That was a great question. That was a good question. Yeah. Art, Art, Art hit, knocks it out of Art's, the park. Yeah, he's, he's Art's good. good folk. He's good people. Yeah, well, he's good people because he's over there at patreon.com slash W-Y-E supporting the show. Keeping it free for everybody, guys. So you're listening to the show right now. You didn't pay for it. Art did that for yep. you. Along with our other patrons. Absolutely. Yeah. And you and you can join them if you just go to patreon.com slash W-Y-E. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash W-Y-E. And if you've got a question for us in any of the three disciplines, you can go to uh, W-Y-E radio dot com. Got that speak pipe blue microphone button on the right hand side. You can record a 90 second question, comment, tip, uh, complaint. And if you're lucky enough or we are desperate enough, uh, we will put you on the radio show. That sounds fun. So until next time, from MCPD Studios, is Justin Shore, the Happy Medic, saying MC, be safe. Thank you, sir. You as well. Cheers.